Hey everyone, on this episode, I had the pleasure to speak with Tom Boyden, full-time YouTuber and content creator for Juji Mufu, a fitness workout bodybuilding channel. Um, they've made videos with Thor Bjornsson, the mountain from Game of Thrones, Devin Larratt, the world's best arm wrestler, and lots of other cool uh, fitness and workout style videos. Tom also is an entrepreneur with a couple side businesses, and we get to talk about all of this and more. Enjoy the episode. It's time for Hostile Discourse. Here's your host, David Rolfing. Mr. Boyden, welcome to Hostile Discourse, the first official interview episode. You should be proud. We chose you. It's pretty cool. I mean, I'm, I don't even know how you chose me. I just got a DM. Usually they're, uh, you know, dick pics or occasionally women send me emojis. Yeah, so. the Instagram DMs. We we blew yeah. them up, and you responded. I was I was very happy. Um, we usually do debates on this in the show. This season, we're kind of try to um, just talk to people that we are that have interesting careers, interesting lives. You are a YouTuber, full time content creator. Mm-hmm. I guess how would you define your what you do right now? I, I guess I would say content creator. Maybe you have some other way to put it. Yeah, yeah. I think content creator is a good way to put it and uh mainly through youtube but then our other endeavors just uh business stuff and brand stuff and all that has kind of come up and but it's all it's all stemmed from the the content yeah very nice and i guess before we get into your current channel your current businesses i'd love to kind of go back to your roots how you got into filmmaking video making before you know your current current roles on Juji Mufu and everything, where did you start in the video world? Well, it was uh, it was actually we were just talking about this uh, right before the podcast that uh, today we did a bunch of flips, Juji and I, and that's how uh, we met. But originally, I started filming because you would do these flips in your background or uh, your backyard, and uh, you you you'd just be falling over and over again and. And almost getting hurt. So the best way to to fix that was to videotape yourself. So I started in 2007. So that was kind of before the age of smartphones. You, you had to go out of your way to get a, a video camera yeah. to do it. And uh, it started kind of small, just like using it to review how I was uh, constantly falling and not getting any better for two years. And then it, it slowly went into like, all right, uh, I can, I can make videos out of this and, you know, get an editing program. And I think I got an editing program. Like I, I think I pirated back in the day. They were super expensive. I, I uh, pirated, stole a copy of Sony Vegas and had no yeah. idea how to use it. And then, uh, eventually it kind of, uh, came full circle and, and, uh, I began, I, I was a horticulture major in college and then I did farming and organic farming and all that. And I just started filming interviews and filming different people and different farming things. And uh, yeah, that, that kind of really got me into the non, I guess, action sports side of things. And from there, just kept doing it part-time from 2011 till 2016. At that point, I went to New York to go full-time 
which was uh, a dangerous uh, escapade, I would say. It was. Uh, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't have much. Move, yeah. yeah, I didn't have much money. Didn't have much experience, but I'd been kind of getting paid on the side to do part-time video work for a while there. Uh, but I had, I had no idea what full-time would would mean, and it was yeah, it was pretty rough. Just all the money I brought with me just disintegrated. Into rent, um, probably. Yeah, rent, and then trying to keep up with the you know just the ever increasing uh, film gear gauntlet. I don't know. It's just a. It's just this kind of messed up part of the the film industry is that the the people that are the camera guys and the cinematographers and the film folks are having to just constantly upgrade their gear and it's just got incredible depreciation so you have yeah. this job that makes good money if you get to the top of it right but the the bottom jobs i mean i was working videography jobs that were like you know it's oh man one of them was like what was it, like 60 bucks a video for 30 really highly produced videos i remember that one was horrifying yeah, uh, it took me like two months and, <laughs> and the whole time i'm just you know trying to scrape by and and things started going better and then that was actually when i started working with juji and like i was just kind of tired of all the new york stuff and i messaged him in uh, late 2016 Oh, wait, so I moved there in two, 2015, my bad. Um, okay, cool. Yeah, but uh, I'd messaged him, and then we just started working together, and it's the same thing, kind of slowly, part-time, and then just kept building, and then I realized that I could make something out of it better if I was actually there, because for the most part of a year, I was just uh, commuting to him from New York, New York to oh, Charlotte, wow. or New York to Alabama. Thank God he doesn't live in Alabama. Good Lord, that was all, that was that was an awful flight. There's no connections. It's just, I mean, there's there's no direct flights. It's just, oh God, this is an awful yeah, experience. That doesn't sound fun. So, did you kind of see YouTube as like the path out of that? You know, just grinding in the film industry, and YouTube was kind of your opportunity to shine and for people to actually see your work, but without having you know to get investments and everything for short films was that kind of just like the way that you saw was the the best way for where you wanted to go in your career yeah i mean i the the film industry too is just highly highly specialized to make any money you got to either do everything or do something really really well specifically like you're you're the guy that picks out this specific prop for a set every time <laughs> you know it's like it gets yeah. so specific and that can just yeah wear you down and I, i'm a bit i'm not really great at having a boss uh it's just not my my forte and the youtube thing seemed like oh i get to have my hand in all the honey jars and all the different uh, duties and jobs but I kind of do it on my own terms, and I can kind of feel it out. And and uh, I always just wanted to figure it out too. You know, YouTube is kind of a it's a puzzle that you you figure out as a as a person who makes videos. And uh, some people kind of figure out how the the system gets gamed, and then you know uh, a lot of people just just post videos and nothing gets gamed. I mean, it's just, it's yeah. a weird system. <laughs> no, I've, I've, I definitely experienced that over the last, I mean, I've been posting YouTube videos for, I don't know, since like middle school, 10 years. And I mean, I've had a few here and there that have 
you know, gone viral or whatever. But I mean, I posted hundreds, you know, and I have 600,000 views on my new reaction channel. It's definitely hard. And when you started working with Gigi, was that kind of the only tricking exercise channel out there? You know, did you have competitors? Like, how did you make yourself prominent, I guess, in that genre on YouTube? Both of us quickly realized that we, you know, he thankfully is more of on the bodybuilding side, and and just how massively bigger bodybuilding is than tricking. Tricking has like you know, tricking's ten kids in a circle that don't want to <laughs> spend any money on anything, and you know, uh, worldwide there's just you know thousands of people that do it, and then bodybuilding is there's hundreds of guys in a gym spending massive amounts of money, look a crazy way. And there's just millions of people that do it worldwide, you know? So it's, we kind of realized quickly that people don't care about the flips whatsoever. Nobody really cares. It's not relatable. Um, it's like a good, you know, occasionally like people like, oh my God, it's crazy clickbait. But in general, even when we clickbait flips, no one cares. So we, we figured out pretty early. I would say it took me like 50 videos of doing maybe like 30 videos. I don't know, but it, it took a bit to decide that that was kind of the, not the route to go in. Yeah. Um, and then coming from an outsider perspective in the fitness industry, I think it gave me a bit of an advantage to just think the opposite of everyone else in terms of video content and how we were producing things. And, uh, yeah, we just kept that route for a while. I just kept changing things and telling Juji, okay, we got to do this style now. And we got to go to these styles and we got to change this because this isn't working and these guys are all doing this. So we're going to do something different. And I uh, just kept trying different things until, until things clicked. Yeah. I, I remember the first video I saw that came up in my like YouTube recommended was I think Gigi doing uh, overhead splits on those chairs, that video, yeah. something like that. Yeah. 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 Um, so that was like a couple of years ago. That was a while yeah, ago. Yeah, that was and 2015, then, I think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then the, in the last like six months or so, I think the video that was recommended was skinny rock climber grips. Is his grip strength as strong as a bodybuilder? <laughs> Something like yeah, that. Yeah. And the reason that came up in my feed is, I mean, I'm a rock climbing fan. So I, def- I watch rock climbing videos all the time. I'm definitely more of like a not like mainstream sports, but more extreme sports fan, like rock climbing, mixed martial arts, strong man, you know, that, that sort of thing. So that YouTube found the right video for me. And then that's, I've been watching your guys' videos since then, but the skinny rock climber guy with the crazy grip strength, that was yeah, the first, Isaac, first yeah. one I saw as of late. That's uh, that's interesting you say that video because that was the, the video that catapulted our channel at the time. Really? We, huh. well, I was heavily struggling i think it was uh june or may of last year and uh, i was getting pretty burnt out because we'd been uh just views were stagnant and we had been demonetized a bunch of times during certain affairs and Mm -hmm. just uh, it was just a weird phase where i was trying to think of anything to make things different and uh we were just we were massively stuck i think we were like we would get between 15 and forty thousand views a video and uh, that's fine uh but it was just staying there for a long time and then we would get very very occasional hits and we had never had a a video over a million views at that point yeah and 
I, that, that day, I remember just telling Juju, we got to, yo, man, we got to bring this grip strength equipment to the rock climbing gym. I've been wanting to do it for a <laughs> while. And I was like, man, we got to try it. And we were just so lucky to meet those three dudes who have been in a bunch of videos with us after that. Yeah. But I, I remember they were, they were just kind of loitering around nearby us when we were first shooting the video. Like they wanted to uh, engage and, and hang out with us. Like uh -huh. it was very certain. I was very certain that they'd be down to be in the video. And, uh, and then we get to talking to them and one of the kids is did tricking for a while. And, and, and then Isaac is just, yeah, really good at rock climbing, and and uh, and Nick, and uh, and all those guys are they're great, and we we got lucky with that, and that hit, and then since then I just kind of rode that momentum and kind of the style of video, and it pretty much all changed around that time. It was a pretty stark contrast. I like changed all the thumbnails and changed how we did titles and thought up of video ideas and how titles were formed. I did at, at that point i was doing like slowly 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 got to the point where now every seven videos we have planned with a guest i have every single title and i have every yeah. single thumbnail for it and all, all beforehand so that but that was like that pivotal video that shot us up and and went nuts so it was, it's crazy it was big, that that was the one that did it because you yeah. had big guests on the channel right. before that like really famous guys and then just some random local rock climbers are the ones who people, I guess, the algorithm you know, picked it up. Yeah. Like, well, we actually got a big Reddit boost, I would say, it was uh, was very, very pivotal. Oh, nice. Um, I've always been really active on any subreddit relating to strength or any subreddit relating to fitness stuff that we do on yeah. top of all the Instagram and YouTube. I'm kind of trolling all the trends on on those things as well but the uh, subreddit so i was obviously active on i just saw it like shot up to the top of rock climbing subreddit and it was on front page of r slash videos and so it was uh yeah it was it was really lucky it was also lucky that it was a 30 minute video so youtube's like oh <laughs> dude everybody's watching this for a really long time let's serve it up to a bunch of people and yeah. uh <laughs> see yeah, that's, that's our norm now like 20 to 30 minutes yeah that's interesting i guess like this percentage of time watch probably is a factor and stuff like that so since then i mean you've had guests like thor bjornsson world's strongest man uh brian shaw world's strongest man devin larrett who <laughs> his videos yeah. are my favorite by the oh, way he's great he's, he's so funny and just ridiculously like freakish and then Ma magnus mitbo rock climber so like how have you i guess gotten to know those guys how how do you usually like do you meet them beforehand or do you reach out and say hey want to be in our videos like especially like thor bjornsson is like on the top of the world right now because of game of thrones and everything yeah, how do you crazy. meet these guys and like work with them it's pretty it's pretty awesome I mean, it, it all kind of just snowballs at a certain point. I mean, I guess the beginning was I just started reaching out to a number of people that were in the fitness industry, and we kind of slowly built up that, that network. I would say that Larry, when we worked with Larry Wheels in, 
uh, last year in March, I think it was. I think that was one of the first major ones. You know, it was like Larry was really starting to get popular then, yeah. and that was a. Uh, that was one of the first major ones, and then you just I, I, I reached out to him, and and then we went. You know, I talked to his. Uh, I think I talked to his manager at the time. He was his strength coach. You know, so I would just find ways to to talk to people, and and I'd look at who's trending, and then I would just approach them. And I, the crazy part is, you know, a lot of people would think that you know Juju used his connections or networks, and I would say other than. You know, eventually it began like that, but all those initial collabs in the in the 2018, I just reached out to people and then organized it with them and paid for their flights and and then moved from there. Like the Magnus one, I think the uh, three days after that, two days after that video went viral, I, I contacted him and bought him plane tickets to come. So I knew that it would be a good idea to get a pro rock climber and. He's a really yeah. cool guy. So, and I, I just, I had a huge list. I mean, there's tons of people that said no. <laughs> there's a lot of people that said no that, uh, yeah. that are, you know, much more famous, uh, than we were at the time, I guess. And maybe they would say something different now. I don't know. But, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to reach out to people when there's, they're constantly getting bombarded with, people asking them for things and and we were you know asking them to do something with us but it was a different kind of ask i guess so uh, we moved from there and then say let's say brian shaw i talked to his um his camera guy and then we just uh yeah we talked about a collaboration moved from there it's just kind of like keep on talking to someone else next person and next person kind of making a connection and then at, at, a, at a certain point the thor one was like well, we were at a steak dinner with Larry, and we were with our vegan friend, and uh, <laughs> Clarence. He's uh, one of our biggest collaborations in the beginning of the channel, and great dude. It's the Irish weightlifter, supremely strong. Uh, he only ordered asparagus. It was it was uh, <laughs> it was not filling, but yeah, we're at this eating lots of supplements. Yeah, we're at the steak dinner with Larry, and he said he's gonna go to Iceland in February. I think this was in September. We just said okay, yeah, uh, we want to come visit, you know. And we didn't think our channel would blow up as much as it did, and we just he kind of just held to that, and then we went back and forth with Thor and Larry, just reaching out to them over the the months up to leading up to february and then planned it and did it and thor was yeah thor was such a cool dude he was incredibly nice and that was kind of the 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 peak you know peak collaboration though yeah, it's like hard to i don't know how we're gonna how we're gonna match that and i don't think you can't like hold yourself to matching something like that because the all the stars aligned you know as far as fitness goes like the world's strongest men the handful of them that are out there you've done videos with a few of them already i mean where do you go from there but um he yeah he did seem really cool um it's crazy how like humble and nice all those all those guys the strongest guys in the world are it's probably i guess mentally like they don't have anything to prove you know so they don't have like a chip on their shoulder that sort of thing but they do they do all seem like super super cool guys oh all of them are it's it's it's, it's like it's actually disconcerting just kind of like it irks me a little bit how nice they are like these guys you know need to be a little bit bigger assholes to me man yeah. <laughs> i need i need something stop being so nice but uh yeah. the especially like thor he's 
I don't know, man. Uh, we go to the the thing with Iceland is that we weren't expecting them to host us. We got a, you know, a small hotel and and we were near the gym and and then he just is cooking us meals, breakfast and dinner and driving us around and 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 we went out to dinner with him and his wife and it's just uh, I don't know. It was uh, it was pretty extraordinary. He was I didn't expect all that and and he just did it we didn't ask we didn't ask anything of him so it was yeah great guy yeah that's amazing kind of changing topics a little bit so you have a couple businesses you've been running grip genie the latest one selling grip strength products and that sort of thing how did you get the idea for that and then how did you transition from like having that idea to actually creating physical products because i know that from what i've heard like getting products manufactured and having the right inventory and everything is just like a really big challenge. And so how did you kind of go about that? That process was, uh, it's been about, um, yeah, it's been about eight, eight, nine months of, of working pretty much every day on it. The uh, initial thing was forming the company was partly out of spite. I'll say that we're kind of spiting (laughs) another company because they didn't really want to work with us on anything. And, you know, maybe, I I don't know. It it was just, there was like a turning point where they didn't want to give us any support or even, even they didn't even want to give us like a free something free once. And it was like in, I don't know, July of last year. And and we were just like, this is crazy. We have so many videos with your products that have just been going extraordinarily viral. Right. And millions of views. And and this is just, why don't we just do this? You know? (laughs) So, uh, that was in yeah July and then the planning started and we knew it was going to be mainly grip strength because you get into big, heavy gym equipment and freight shipping is, I don't want to deal with that. So yeah. I, I I focused on the small stuff and the grip stuff because we were in that niche and, and we were like hitting that hard. So initially we sourced it from the manufacturer in North Carolina, a super cool welding shop, fabricators, and realized pretty quickly that they were not going to be able to keep up with our demand. Did you move, switch your your view to over to China or something like that? Yes, yes. Yeah. We, we had to... It's it's really just in general. Say one of our products originally we had it manufactured by a North Carolina uh, fabricator with Chinese steel, mind you. I mean they're shipping, yeah. importing the steel, and it cost twenty nine dollars. And then over in China they could replicate it for eight dollars and fifty cents, and is the same exact quality, if not yeah. better. And and I, that gets passed on to the consumer. Like we we actually lowered the price of that product like 10 or $12 since the launch because we're able to, uh, and, and make it affordable. We, uh, that, that process was me just Googling tons of tons of companies and Alibaba and, and Google were the main source of that and, and contacting uh-huh. manufacturers either out of the blue or ones that had products that were similar. And then eventually finding a company that, um, specifically made arm wrestling equipment and really good quality. They make tables and attachments and all that stuff. And a lot of it could be turned into grip strength. So I kind of went back and forth with them on prototypes and samples for a few months until we found some stuff that worked. And, uh, yeah. And then that was the, that was the order. And then we have 
a few other companies that are doing grippers and chalk and carabiners. Yeah, it it was a it was a long process to get it to us. It took about the samples and the prototypes took about two months, and then to actually get it shipped to us, it was about it was about three months, four months. So. Wow. It was manufactured and shipped, so it was, and it was a, it was a, there was, it was a big investment. I basically took all of the YouTube ad revenue I'd made and put it into that. So it was uh, pretty risky, but we already have an audience to sell to, so I guess it was not that risky. And uh, it's kind of we have kind of a cheating, we have a cheat code basically for <laughs> for having an audience, you know, to to start a business. It's really just an unfair advantage <laughs> that that a well, lot of businesses you, struggle. You earn with. that audience, so it's not like you're right, you know, right. I'm cheating, not cheating, but uh, you know, other businesses have to go through some growing pains, and uh, you know, the the growing pains for me just learning the importing process and manufacturing and all that stuff. Like I can build a website and store and make product photos and all that stuff and write copy that's that's stuff i've done before but the the whole actually sourcing the product that's that's pretty intense yeah i'm familiar with chalk because i'm a rock climber like i have a chalk bag and that sort of chalk what is the liquid chalk product like what's the use of that and like how does it affect your grip I mean, mainly people use liquid chalk if they're in a gym that doesn't allow chalk. Uh, Or sometimes uh, rock climbers use it as a layer of extra grip. Um, And then you chalk up a little bit on it. It's, It's really small and less messy than chalk, I think, is the biggest thing. And uh it's it's pretty it's pretty simple uh, ingredients too it's pretty much just isopropyl alcohol and chalk <laughs> and then you just mix it up into a lotion basically we have uh, a couple uh solidifiers in it but it's uh yeah it's, it's super simple formula and then uh, it's i think it's mainly used by gym goers rock, rock carvers don't use it as much but actually Interestingly, Magnus Mitbo uses a liquid chalk that's Norwegian that actually uses pine sap in it. So what? Yeah, it's wow. quite sticky. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, like, that that's, that's a cheat strange. code. Yeah, that that actually is. Huh. Yeah. Pro tips from the pro rock climber. Yeah, right. Wipe your hand on like a maple tree or something. Yeah. Cool. One other product question. So so I'm a rock climber. I wouldn't say I'm like an expert or anything. I can climb like 5'11 max probably, if that gives you an idea. I'm like six foot one, like 170. If I was to get one of your gripper sets, like the ones that you pinch together, do you know like which level I should get? I mean, I know you don't really know how it's, strong it's I am. It's tricky. But. I mean, I say a, an average person is going to have a hard time with the level three is, yeah. is kind of at the start. And if they, they, they may close it or they may not, but most likely they're going to be able to close a two pretty quickly, but then the three they're going to have to work for. And the one, uh-huh. the one's pretty much just the trainer. It's just, uh, you just, you, sh- you pretty much, uh, I say like 16 year old and up can close that thing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like a strong nine year old. <laughs> Gotcha. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe like not not pregnant moms would would close that, or like eighty five year old grandfathers. But it's like the main population can close a one really easily, uh, and then it's it's feel though. Uh, but if you actually want to increase your grip strength, grippers just 
increased crushing grip strength, which is okay, but especially rock climbing, it's not transferable. It's more of just a cool thing to do is just level up on the grippers. Like, yeah, if you grip constantly gripping and get up to level five and you close that, your grip strength has improved, but there there are more uh, adaptable things like the hub and the the pinch block and those types of uh, pinch grips are much more applicable to to rock climbing and huh. and i think they're fun I, I think grippers are okay but i like the uh, actual things that you just grab and pick up yeah i mean i had a gripper i would take the like class in high school you know it's just something you can do like at your desk or whatever at work yeah it's um, kind of fidgety stuff it's like a fidget yeah. spinner for old people <laughs> and you feel like you're accomplishing something <laughs> yeah and it's yeah. associated with grip strength that's the thing too is why like if you think of grip strength as a person that doesn't watch our videos or doesn't in isn't in even just like a power lifter, they they're gonna think of a, a gripper before anything else. And you have one other kind of business I'm aware of, okay stuff, okay apparel, what do you call it? Just okay. Yeah, okay stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That's the the clothing uh we did one run of and then uh, the grip genie stuff kind of overtook my life. Yeah, it, that's that's it's a fun one. It doesn't make much money. I think I, I think I was like barely even on it actually, because I uh, I don't know. It was it was a lot of work. I ended up sewing and Jeez. sewing everything and 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 uh, heat pressing everything with uh, Bo, uh, who's a employee of ours. He helped me out a lot on that, but it was just non-stop sewing and pressing for for days on end about 500 pieces of clothing and and uh trying to make something unique that was different that wasn't just fitness yeah uh fitnessy merch you know i wanted to make like clothing it was actually something but it was uh not as customized as as i'd like it and it was it was a first it was a good first go around but it was something i just wanted to do for myself and make it good and wearable i guess Mm-hmm. Uh, and not just a face picture of Juju's face on a shirt. Uh, yeah. <laughs> a lot of YouTubers do that, and it's just like that's fine, you know. I just uh, I would I would not be that proud of that. Yeah. But it was just so much work, and uh, right now it's kind of I have the first I have like twenty samples of really cool stuff: windbreakers and uh, windbreakers and hats and uh, shirts and collared shirts and polos and oh man shorts all this cool stuff but it's just been uh the grip genie stuff has been a lot i mean we moved into a warehouse we had the arnold sports festival there was just like and on top of that i'm still (laughs) keeping up on making youtube videos constantly and Uh and uh running all our other stuff so it's uh it kind of got put on hold just because it was uh it was a lot of work for you know for for right now yeah other things um, suffer and you don't want you don't want that to happen because you can easily burn out and then just make a bunch of low quality crap i wouldn't be that happy <laughs> with that yeah i'm sure that wouldn't be hard to fall into that the okay podcast where you have more like long form interview content with your guests how has that kind of translated your youtube audience to that more long form podcast have you have people given you good feedback on that i don't know just like you know because your your videos are just completely different it's more like having just having fun having a good time doing crazy strength feeds compared to sitting down with those super athletes and talking to them how's that been Uh, i mean it's been really good it's pretty hard to maintain a podcast as you know 
but yeah. <laughs> you know, it's uh it's difficult and I put a lot of effort into uh into those interviews and um it's uh it's always been my thing and Juji's been kind of along for the ride on the podcast because uh, I just yeah. like that style and I've been interviewing people for a long time and it's just my uh yeah, it's it's uh it's the thing I'm interested in. But uh, it's it's just uh it's it's nice that we we also have figured out a structure to make it comfortable for the people so we kind of have the guest stay a while and then the last day we'll do the podcast so we've mm-hmm. kind of got to know them and I've gotten to mind for some questions and mind for some things to talk about and uh yeah it's been going really well uh technical issues have been real frustrating but uh yeah I just want to keep rolling with that the travel part of it i do want to make it like do podcasts on the road and that's also difficult but yeah it's really cool and we we just have such interesting people that uh we get to hang out with and it's you know i want to make it something that's not fitness podcast just talking about people's stats and their training regimen more like their daily lives and what they do and who they've you know what they've done in their life and all that has has been it's, it's been keeping that course you know i think we had an interview or podcast with Steffi. Some some people were kind of like, oh, you guys didn't talk about anything for a while. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what I want. I don't want, you know, I don't want, sometimes I just want some of the things to not be an interview, but just people talking, you know, it's just a yeah. friendly podcast because I like those type of podcasts and I think that's more sustainable for my, uh, I, uh, my mind over time. Yeah, less preparation required. Yeah, and I mean... The most interesting YouTube comment of 2018, let's call it. He just said, it's like you guys are, uh, during all our videos, he's just like, oh, man, it's like you guys are just doing a podcast while working out, you know? <laughs> and and it, it is like that, you know? It's like 20 minutes of our podcast, or of our, uh, 20 minutes of each video is just me bantering with the guest and just saying nothing, you know? It's, it's, it's the majority of them, and... Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I did a calculate. Juju and I one day did a calculation of like percentage of his and my time talking in the, in the videos. <laughs> it's like uh, certain ones really sway towards me because I'm just interviewing the person and talking to them, and Juju's uh-huh. just doing actions. And and we both play to our strengths. Like I'm good at that type of stuff, and he's really good at uh, action and uh, physical comedy. And 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 he's gotten really like very improved on his his like, vocal performance and his acting and all that stuff has gone way up since yeah. we started working together, but we kind of play off our strengths and, and it just turns into this, yeah, kind of like hang, we're just hanging out with the guests. So it's, it's kind of like we've got the podcast videos and then we have the podcast podcasts. <laughs> going yeah. On. yeah, I could see that. I, I was listening to the, Devin Larratt podcast last night just oh, preparing yeah. to talk to you his story from like Canadian military boot camp sleepwalking and getting kicked out because he told <laughs> his group to do the wrong thing I was cracking up and he was telling that story. oh dude that's great uh he, that guy's got so many stories but that type of stuff you know it doesn't come out from a lot of these especially like very specialized athletes i think they get on podcasts and and everybody just wants to ask them about their specialized thing you know like yeah. devin's just asked about next arm wrestling match next arm what are you doing arm wrestling you know like the uh, Steffi cohen has just asked about powerlifting and what what's your deadlift thing tell us about the angle of your your queen and jerk uh, all these people are in this specialized field and they just kind of get thrown at 
everything about that stuff. So it's, I think it's, it's a little refreshing to hear someone just talk about, you know, their past instead of just about arm wrestling for the, you know, 23rd hour of their day. Devin sleeps 30 minutes, you know? (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, you are like a, you're very fit, very strong for your weight, but you're always around these guys that are just like freaks. Thank, thank you. Total freaks. I'm like, a blush. I mean, I'm like one set. How tall are you? I'm 5'11". 5'11". Okay. So we're, we're similar sizes, just like tallish, a little lean-ish, but you're around Juji all the time. You're around Devin Laird, strongest guys in the world. Is yeah. that motivating or is that like demotivating as far as your your fitness uh, journey? Like intimidating or motiva- motivating, I guess. Oh, uh, I don't I don't think it's either actually. Yeah. I think I I really like being around those guys, but I guess I've never been one to just kind of uh especially for fitness, it's always been a healthy thing for me or something that I really like doing myself, yeah. like tricking the stuff Juji and I did. It was always just like for ourselves uh, and us, we liked doing it and kind of improving on our personal best. And I played soccer for a long time in high school and all those things. And we didn't have who, who was I supposed to idolize as a soccer in the 90s and early 2000s as a as a American, you know, <laughs> Alexi Lawless, who <laughs> it's just not much idolization. So I didn't really have that kind of. Uh, in my brain of how I'm motivated to do fitness. It's always been kind of a self uh, improvement type thing for me and healthy thing. I was never like my lifestyle, I guess. And I never did bodybuilding or powerlifting or any of that thing. I did like three months of squats, deadlifts and bench when I was 19. And then I didn't do anything until about, you know, until I worked with Juji again. So it's not like I'm demotivated by them, but I don't, you know, work with Thor and then go home and be like, Oh man, I'm ready to kill this workout. You know, it's just, yeah. it's just not my style. I mean, I definitely, I'm definitely the strongest I've ever been by far, but uh, it's not like I can attribute that to being motivated or demotivated or intimidated. It's uh it's cool being around them. They're just freaks of yeah. nature. <laughs> Seeing them do some of this shit is just like, all right, this makes, this makes sense why you can do this. But I'm also uh feeling like, uh, this is an out-of-body experience filming this. And also, yeah. I think sometimes I I actually think about it, that I don't witness it from behind a camera sometimes, and it feels less real. I have I have that feeling. It's it's kind of like a, I'm just witnessing it. I'm not actually there. It's, it's a weird feeling, but yeah. it's not like I'm an outsider or an alien or something. I just don't feel, I guess, as into it. I don't know. It's a... I'm sure you feel like you're there when you're getting shot with paintballs in the back oh, yeah, of your squad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As soon as you inflict pain upon yourself, there's going to be some uh, there. You know, there's, there's definitely going to be some feet on the ground. It also depends on the person. Like Magnus Mitbo, goddamn, I'm, I'm always motivated by that, dude, just because yeah. we're friends as well. And I just really like how he carries himself and how he hard he works on his YouTube and how hard he works at rock climbing and, and, and just how kind of dude he is. So I, I would say that those types of guys, I'm definitely motivated by them, but, mm-hmm. and I'm not, not to say like Thor is not highly hardworking, but I'm, it's definitely less of a, a friendship and more of a, you know, we're, we're acquaintances at this point. <laughs> Thor Bjornsson and I, <laughs> I guess I'm acquaintances with the mountain, but 
<laughs> has that dude ever said acquaintance in his life? I, I don't it, it would sound very weird coming from his mouth, but it it's, it, I don't know. It's kind of a lot of people ask me about that. All the uh, fans will ask us and come up to me, especially at the Arnold Sports Festival. They've asked me that wild circumstances like, yo, man, you must be just so motivated to get so dick solid and tight from all these guys around you. And I'm like, <laughs> Yeah, to a point, you know, I I think I'd be about the same level of fit if I wasn't on the channel right now, but in a different way. I'd probably still be doing just biking a lot and and doing uh doing yoga and and uh hanging out, just just doing normal things, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess the kind of the reason I asked you that is kind of ref- reflection on myself and how I get motivated like I mean, I've gone through phases of working out more or less. Right now, I've been working out pretty consistently for like a couple months. Um, but your videos definitely, they just have like that fun vibe to it. They have that, you know, hanging out with your your bros and just like having fun lifting together, which like I experienced more back in like high school and stuff like that. It just makes, it makes working out seem more fun. And I think that's motivating to me watching your content and probably to other people um, on top of that you know, being with ridiculously genetically gifted and giant dudes is just a part of that. But I think that just like the, the, the funness that it seems that you guys are having working out together is kind of um, where that comes from, I think. Yeah. Thanks, man. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's pretty much all I work towards on the channel is to make it fun. And, and because so many, I've listened to so many commenters or community members that have said that the reason why, They've kept on doing fitness and kept on exercising and being healthy is because they just get a lot of joy from watching our stuff and it's just fun to them. It makes it, you know, we're, we tried to make fitness fun since the beginning and not this crazy serious thing like, oh, dude, dude, I went out to the backyard to lift that weight and if I didn't lift it, my family would die. Like, <laughs> my freaking whole life would be over if i didn't lift that deadlift that day I'm like you know i don't know i don't think that's the case my man i just don't think it is so it, we, we kind of we still take it serious i mean if you're lifting heavy ass weight you got to be serious but there's also always an ounce of fun i mean larry wheels is a great example that guy is so serious and just goes nuts in intensity and then out then he's just you know, laughing and have a great time, like right after, man. Laughing like Darth Vader. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. His la- his laugh is probably the most ridiculous laugh I've ever heard. It's so deep. It's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's a decibel <laughs> that only like sheep oh, oh, dogs oh. can hear. <laughs> uh, all right, man. Well, I think we could probably wrap it up here. Is there anything that you want to let our audience know about anything you're working on or where can people find you online that sort of thing uh if they if they want to find me they can find me uh i do twitch i haven't streamed in forever but we do live workouts there so if you're on twitch uh twitch.tv slash okay tom is a good place to go yeah we do live workouts we stream the podcast live i used to live stream video games a lot but it's just been my time's evaporated yeah and then uh yeah instagram.com slash tom r boyden do a lot of stories on there and trying to figure out uh, if i should post a selfie and not enjoy it but people will like it <laughs> yeah that is a little weird sometimes oh dude i don't sure. understand i don't understand it i would juju and i both say it if we didn't 
have this as a career or business path, we would we would not be posting photos on Instagram, man, of ourselves. Yeah. You know, I mean, back in the day, I posted photos of plants and ladybugs, <laughs> and now I'm posting <laughs> a selfie of myself, and people care about it. I know, like I on my Instagram, I I have a drone, so I post like a beautiful picture of the Ro- the Rocky Mountains. I get like. 50 likes I, if I post a picture of my dog or myself or my wife I'll get like five times the interaction it's like that's, that's how it is yeah. man. That's, everybody yeah, it's, wants to see everybody and live their life through the screen it's, it's okay you know but if they want to yeah. live the life to the fullest of the screen they can follow my stuff <laughs> <laughs> alright cool well thank you so much for coming on Tom it was nice to get to know you a little bit better thank you man it was, it was, it was great uh, I really enjoyed just you running this and inviting me I, I i look at all my dms and it's nice when someone's just kind enough to ask me to come on their show yeah no problem thanks everybody for tuning in we will see you next time peace thanks for listening to hostile discourse subscribe and leave us a review on itunes google play or stitcher and check out our other social media accounts linked in the show notes join us next time for more inexhaustible debate over the most questionable of topics